www.kemsfm.com. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Ladies and gentlemen, we have just broken into your radio. It is Attitude Era Live, Monday night live time. And with us, as always, is me, your host, the guy with, uh, well, not the biggest ego in the room, but one of them. We have uh, me, the icon. If I'm not mistaken, I think Granny should be there as well. Hello, Granny. Hello, Icon. How are you? Good, and uh, we have the second biggest ego in the room right now, the Modern Nightmare, Matthias. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good, just re- uh, recuperating the knee from this this past weekend where I re-injured it. Other than that, I'm doing pretty good. All right, well, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, before our first guest calls, and let's go ahead and run down uh, our uh, guest list uh, tonight for everybody listening. Our first guest will be Nikki Heyman. She's in the wrestling business. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Serena Soleri. She's an actress and a writer and a director. And we have Dustin Ardeen. He's also a actor. And uh, we're going to have some fun tonight, just like we do every Monday night. Before we get to our first guest, in about 15 minutes or so, give or take a few minutes, let's get everybody caught up on everybody's lives. So, Granny, what is new in your life? I know that your Chiefs won this weekend. Yes, they did, even though I didn't get to see the game. For some reason, CBS decided not to televise it in my area, which I was very little upset about because... I was looking forward to seeing that game, but, you know, we won, so, you know, that's all that matters. A win is a win, you know, and like I said, I will always support my Kansas City Chiefs win or lose. I I will always support them, but we're 10-3, and three, and I believe if we haven't totally clinched the division yet, we will be very shortly, so... All right, and you're uh, right now. You guys are behind the Bills for the number one seed. Uh, they are both ten and three as well. And uh, let's catch up with Matthias. Now you mentioned you got a knee injury. What happened? Uh, who uh, did a uh, Aaron chair shot on your leg? Well, actually, it was pretty ridiculous. So I mentioned last week I was on uh, Midwest All Stars Wrestling, and during a pre-tape segment, I got thrown into a wall and dislocated my left knee. Well, I went up to uh, Below Zero Wrestling's Tundra Mania this past, or just yesterday, actually, and I was showing, uh, you know, the new kid stuff in the ring, and I was doing some things in the corner, and, well, I was giving somebody a European uppercut, and they didn't place their leg where it should have been, so I had to correct myself. Well, that ended up dislocating my right knee now, so now I have both knees that are currently dislocated and injured, so i got to recuperate that because in six days, well, yeah, in six days, I head down to Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, where I got to defend my heavyweight belt. So I got to, you know, uh, recruit or recoup for that because it's going to be a big match and a big, uh, a big crowd and a big show. Well, you know, technically, you're 
your knee is not dislocated. You know where it is. It's just a little dis- out of joint, correct? Well, yes, it dislocated to another part of my body and then came back. It was on a quick little vacay for some reason. It decided not to give uh, me any warning or it took uh, – it didn't take PTO. It just decided to leave. And, yeah, then it came back, and now, I, now I'm uh, suffering with swelling and pain and probably a couple torn ligaments, but I'm here to uh, keep fighting, as I always say. Well, you know, they say that the best healing is entertaining the masses, and that's what you do. And you're you're not going to put yourself on the injury reserve because you're here with us tonight, and you are going to be successful this weekend. Absolutely. And we'll definitely talk about that next weekend. I mean, not next weekend, next Monday at this time. Let's catch did up I everybody see on. You, wait, did I see pictures of you, Matthias, with Sylvester J. Fox and the Grinch in the ring? <laughs> on Facebook yeah. the other day. Well, I was just yes, about to ask sure about did. that. You sure did, Granny. <laughs> and what is the deal with that? Um, you don't like Santa Claus? Well, you know, the you know, Mr. Sylvester J. Fox and I, managerial extraordinaire, we decided, you know, we didn't get a match uh, just for yesterday. We didn't get put in a, in a match or anything. So we decided, you know what, we'll come out as uh, Santa Claus and a mad elf and we got to be able to cut a promo and talk about how stupid things were because, you know, we didn't get booked for the uh, new championship title that BZW just unveiled. They just unveiled the Sub-Zero championship. And, of course, Matthias or any of the Spies guys were not put in that upcoming title match in February because we got to take care of the Rock and Roll Express first. But so we came out there and we got mad. And we decided to tell everybody, you know what, you guys deserve some gifts, and everybody started cheering, and we decided to uh, point our golf clubs to the entrance, and out came the Grinch, and what we decided to do was give uh, onions to every single person out in the crowd because they have been terrible because they have not been cheering for Sly's guys or defending Sly's guys. They've only been laughing at us and cheering when we get hurt or chased (laughs) or embarrassed. Do you really blame them, though? Oh, I absolutely do because it's, it's ridiculous how we're out there sacrificing ourselves and all we do is get booed or yelled at and we, we just got tired of it so we decided here have a nasty have a nasty veggie in your face and i hope it burns your eyes and i actually threw one at a kid and it hit him in the head and i laughed i actually laughed very hard is when the kid started to cry and i couldn't blame and he couldn't blame the onion because it was whole it wasn't chopped so i hit him in the head with an onion and then rock solid ross decided to come out and invade our little yuletide cheer and body slammed the Grinch and gave so-called presents to all the kids. And uh, I took one of the kids' presents, and I threw it on the ground, and then I walked away. Uh, well, actually, rumors uh, Big Swing made a post online about uh, telling people not to cheer for you. That's, that's a rumor. That's not been confirmed, but we'll, we can figure that out later. Think about this, though, Matthias. Uh I was going to ask you about something else. Have you been cheating on us with another podcast? Did you make an appearance on another show somewhere? Well, actually, yes. That uh, Well, I mean, I wouldn't say be cheating because I do this show weekly, but uh, Jesse and Jaren uh, finally got me on their podcast again to talk about uh, my upcoming show. And, well, wouldn't you know it, uh, some people decided to invade that show because unlike this show, we have respect for our hosts and our guests. And we do not let anybody just jump in unannounced on video. And, just like uh, here. Uh, exactly. And Greg Hertz decided to uh, 
announce and you know talk some smack about uh, me and my championship and my investor, and he wanted to announce all this stuff for the upcoming show. So now I'm going to be bringing plenty of weapons to uh, take care of him and Bullet Bronson, and we're gonna we're gonna retain the belt this upcoming weekend, and we're not even have we're not even gonna bat an eye when we see blood spatter. Well, you know, there's also another rumor that uh, <clears throat> there's a um, uh, uh, I guess uh, there might be a little big swing uh, that uh, arrived recently. Did you guys hear about that? I yep. did. I did. Yep. There's now a little big swing. Uh, 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 big swing and uh, his wife uh, had uh, their little one. And uh, we want to congratulate Big Swing. So now you know why there has been no recordings. Uh, none of those things played lately because he's been dealing with that. Well, I got it. What, what is that English term that you when you say little big? What do they call that? I forget it. There's an English term for that. Well, it's, it's like Sylvester J. Fox, an oxymoron. Yeah, okay, that, that's what it was, an oxymoron. But see, but man, like, you, you can hit on Sylvester J. Fox all you want. You know, everybody's been following him with Sly's guys. We've been getting more uh, applicants and asking to join our faction because we get to go against the Rock and Roll Express, and everyone else gets to face all these other little guys that were facing the legends and we're making the impacts, and we are about to win some championships in the near future as planned. I've got the APW title. The system's going to be winning an MAW championship. Mac, I don't know what's going on with him, but Sylvester J. Fox has got some stuff up his sleeve, and we plan to be covered in gold within the next couple of months. Well, you know, we uh, well, do wish you uh, let me tell wish you, you I wish I could. I wish I could be there for that match because the Rock and Roll Express is Granny's favorite tag team ever in the whole entire world. I love Ricky and Robert. They are like two of my very best friends. I love Ricky and Robert. And you know what? I hope they tear you all up from limb to limb to limb because they can do it. I know they can. Well, you know, I've experienced a little Ricky and... uh... I've witnessed a little bit of their actions. I had to ref one of their matches, and I actually got to train with them a little bit, so I know how hard they can hit, but I also know their weak spots because they told me during a training seminar, little did they know they would be facing me this coming February in Fargo, North Dakota, and also we're going to have Fondango there as well, so that's going to be an interesting show. But once the Slice guys take care of downtown Petey Brown, DeLorean Diggs, and the Rock and Roll Express, we're just going to keep moving up from there. And I well, know Fandango, you know, we, we too, you luck in that. personally, so, you know. So. Well, when they lose, I I'll, I'll tell to, you all I actually it. got to dance in the ring with him in Oklahoma at a wrestling show, which was a lot of fun, so. All right. Well, I'll tell you, we're just waiting for our first guest to call in, and, uh, of course, it, uh, the first guest up is going to be Nikki Heyman. So when she uh, calls in, we're going to have some fun talking a little wrestling with uh, Nikki Heyman. Uh, now, let me ask you this, guys. Does the last name sound familiar to you at all? Yes. Last, yeah. Uh, where have you heard that last name before? You guys Heyman? don't know? Heyman, yeah. Where have you heard that last name before? Of course, Paul. Okay. Uh, Paul. Do you think there's any relation there? Could be. 
guest in at least? Well, I guess we'll find out uh, when uh, uh, she calls in, and that'll be in a few minutes. Uh, let's uh, catch everybody up with what's going on with the icons, wife. Um, well, let's see. Uh, NDSU uh, won again. Uh, they dominated on Friday night, which means they'll be playing this Friday night uh, in the semifinals uh, against Incarnate, the University of Incarnate Word. Now, here's what's interesting. If uh, Incarnate Word would have lost that game, uh, they uh, took on number two, Sac State. If they would have lost that game, that means NDSU would have had to go to California. That uh, game was ridiculous. Yeah, the final score of that game was 68-63. to 63. Can, you, can you see how much defense was in that game? There was none. <laughs> Let me ask you this, uh, Matthias. Um, if uh, Incarnate Word would give up 63 points to them, do you think we're going to give up 68 points back? I mean, you never know. You know, it's just like the Vikings versus the Cowboys. Never did we think we'd lose 40-3 to to them. The Bison may trip up. You never know. Well, I don't think so. But speaking of tripping up, our, our football team did a little trip up this weekend. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, to the Lions, unfortunately. But, hey, we're 10-3. and three. We still control our own destiny. Uh, but the 49ers, they're, uh, we're 10-3. and three. The 49ers in third place at 9-4. and four. The Buccaneers at 6-7. and seven. Uh, The Cowboys at 10-3. and three. Uh, Washington at 7-5-1. and one. And the Giants are at 7-5-1. and one. Uh, So, uh, on the bubble, of course, uh, the Seahawks, the Lions, the Packers. I thought the Packers were eliminated. And let's take a look over at the other bracket. Uh, and Granny's uh, division, number one is the Bills, number two is the Chiefs, number three is the Ravens, number four is the Titans, number five is the Bengals, number six is the Dolphins, and number seven is the Chargers. So, uh, I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting the next couple weeks to see uh, uh, how things uh, pan out. I don't think we're going to uh, – there's no way uh, we're not winning the division because we are going to win the division. But um, I just wish we would have got it wrapped up. Um, this weekend. However, we'll we'll, we'll take care of business uh, against uh, the Colts. And uh, do you know when we play that game there, Matthias? Uh, no, I do not. Saturday afternoon. Oh well, that's when we'll be all. That's when I'll be in Chippewa Falls uh, fighting for my defending my belt. So uh, you won't be able to watch the game then. No, I'll be too busy, surrounded by all my fans, covered in gold, waiting for me to whack some sense into my opponent and. Uh, send them crying all right well i'll tell you what our first guest is about to call in uh but in the meantime we're going to take a quick little time out to hear from one of our sponsors and we will be back after these messages so stick with us the new wood spring suites of fargo located at 1090 35th street north at the i-29 and 12th avenue north interchange is an extended stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room including a stovetop full-size fridge and microwave plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Wrestling extraordinaire. Everybody give a big round of applause as she walks down the aisle. She is Nikki Hayes. Hey, hello. How are you? 
I'm doing well. I I apologize for my tardiness. It's been a rough night. Well, that's all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a little in a little bit. But uh, before we get started here, uh, here's what we want to do. We want to have you give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me and ask the tougher uh, tougher questions. So uh, go ahead, give us a little background about yourself. Well, um, I've been involved in, in the uh, wrestling business since uh, roughly 2004. Um, I have attended hundreds of shows. Uh, granted, a lot of them are WWE events, but I've done some work in the independent circuit. Um, I uh, had a cup of coffee at, at Heartland uh, Wrestling, and I did a little bit of uh, work under Jimmy Wang Yang when he was running for training wrestling in uh, North Cincinnati back in the late 2000s. So you've been uh, so you've been up and down and all over the place then. I have, I have. All right, and uh, we were uh, discussing uh, your last name, of course, with the last name uh, Heyman. Uh, you know, there is a famous uh, manager extraordinaire, Paul Heyman. Uh, have you met the individual? Uh, any relation at all? Well, he is my he is my dear uncle. He just didn't want me really to get into the business. Really? Well, you know, the thing is, you're you're such a polar opposite. You're you're so not like him. You're nicer than he is. Don't let that get out. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so uh, your uncle didn't want you to get in the wrestling business, but uh, he he obviously was an inspiration, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, And he. I surprised him um, in just after Halloween in 2004 when he had done an autograph signing in, I believe it was in Dayton. It was him and Taz, and uh, Rob Van Dam showed up. He wasn't scheduled, but he was there. Um, Rob walked in with me, and I walked, you know, I got, I hit myself in line till I could get up till I was fairly close, so my dear uncle would not see me until I approached the table. And when I did, I made sure to announce Uncle Paul is an honor. To which Taz <laughs> lost his it lost his ever loving shit. Oh, careful! Uh, PG language, PG language. Okay, Taz lost his mind at this and had trouble had trouble putting words together for a couple of minutes. And you can just hear you can hear it, can't you? Look at look at this! I can't believe it. Look, look at this chick. She's in a poly dangerously status kit. Where's your phone? <laughs> so, uh, so uh, when you uh, when you went up to the autograph table, and uh, uh, he saw you, and uh, he's like, uh, was he like, uh, well, hey, uh, what are you doing here? Or, uh, maybe we should talk later or something like that. Um, the line was pretty bad, so I just I just stood there and embarrassed him for a couple of minutes. We got a picture, and I, I let him be. That's awesome. We have uh, Nikki Hamas, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we got about uh, 26 minutes. Uh, well, before uh, I ask any more questions, the uh, first thing we're going to do is we're going to bring uh, um, a uh, friend of ours of the show, our, our co-host, uh, uh, but uh, now you are uh, you are a manager, obviously. But as a manager, are you uh, are you more of a babyface manager, a heel manager, an in between, or are you more of a crowd individual? Um, 
I've been, I've done a little bit of both, but I do mostly heel managing. I'm also good for uh, commentary. All right. Um, well, this is about to get interesting. Granny, wow. we have Nikki yeah. Heyman. She's a heel. What do you got? <laughs> well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure and honor to have you on our show tonight. And I am not a wrestler. You know, with the name Granny Holkster, everybody thinks that I'm a wrestler, but I'm not. I'm just mm-hmm. a fan of the business. But I do not like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to people like you when I have to, whether it be manager or wrestler or whatever. I I have a lot of fun at wrestling shows. Matter of fact, I have been handcuffed to a couple different managers at uh, Wrestling for a Cause over in Oklahoma at various times. <laughs> I got oh, hand, no. they handcuffed. They, yes, 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 and. At our at our anniversary show, uh, Big Stevie Cavallaro, he was part of the ten man elimination tag team match, and he cut. Well, at first, he, before the show comes up, before the show starts, he comes up to me and asks me, "He's Granny, you want to do something tonight?" And I said, "Well, sure. What do you want me to do?" And he wouldn't tell me. He says, "Just keep your mouth shut, follow my lead." And he kissed me on my cheek and walked away. And I said, "Stevie, what are you up to?" Well, I found out what he was up to. He came over and handcuffed himself to me during the match. And every time somebody came over to hit him, you know, he'd hold up his arm. No, don't hurt the old lady. Don't hurt the old lady. Because I I think he figured that if he was handcuffed to Granny, nobody would touch him because he knew that, you know, he knew that the other wrestlers, would not want to hurt Granny, but needless to say, Stevie got hit by a metal cookie sheet by yours truly twice. <laughs> he deserved so it. Yes, he deserved it. So I asked him after the show, he told me, he says, well, Granny, you really rang my bell. And I said, well, I hope I didn't hurt you. And he says, no, he says, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. And why in the world he wanted to be handcuffed to me was beyond me, but my question to you. That's not usually what they mean by putting a ring on it. Oh, I know. I know. My my question to you, um, uh, being a manager, um, what kind of um, difficult challenges have you had to face uh, doing that in your career? I think the the biggest challenge I have is when I'm working in smaller independents where security is a little bit lax. Um, mm-hmm. I've had issues. I've I've had a couple of issues. Nothing nothing too severe. Um, I've had popcorn thrown at me. I've had an autograph torn up in my face. Um, the worst one though, I was in uh, Chill Coffee at a at a wrestling event. Bull Miller, God love him, God got him. Uh, ran his own little corner of the IWA there. Um, I was managing uh, Super Oprah, who is a, uh, wrestler, a wrestler who's, who's done some work in Texas, and uh, she's uh, he she um, did a lot of, did a lot of her uh, early work here in Ohio, and I managed her for a bit. While um, she was in a match, I had this drunk individual to start walking up to me, and I wasn't sure what what his intentions were until he bodied me up against the ring. Oh my. So I started, you know, I started screaming for help, and people are laughing. And so I actually yelled, wait. I know oh. what happened. 
I yelled a few other things, and everybody thought it was part of the show. After the, the match was over, I stormed to the back. I went to find the referee. I said, did you see what just happened to me? He said, I thought you knew him. Wow. Oh, oh my. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Nikki Heyman's our guest here. We got uh, we got uh, 22 uh, minutes here with Nikki. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to uh, our next uh, co-host. He know he's known as the Modern Nightmare, um, and uh, you might uh, recognize his introduction because he sounds like uh, a relative of yours. But uh, Matthias, what do you have for our guest, Nikki Heyman? Uh, go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias here. Welcome on to my part of the show. It's always a pleasure talking to a fellow uh, person in the wrestling industry, such as yourself. Um, I guess Granny kind of took my initial question. Um, so I'll try to figure out one. Like, so from what I heard correctly, you are partly a commentator as well. Is there a match that you can recall so far that you really enjoyed just calling out, like because of like a superstar that was in it or just an overall match? Like, is there one that you can recall having a call throughout your career? Um, there was an opportunity to call a uh, Sonny Vortex match when the Canada Pro Wrestling was still running in Indianapolis. Okay. And um, they'd asked me, ask me to be the color commentator for this, but then they, they told me, but you've got to be nice about it. And I said, why? They said, well, we want, you know, we want you to talk up Scotty. I was like, okay, I'll talk him up. And so me and, oh, what was his name? Dustin Davidson. I don't know if he's still in the, I don't know if he's still in the business, but he did commentary for IPW on and off. And we had a, we just had a wonderful back and forth going, going on. To the point that when okay. Scotty did, when Scotty won the match, I could sit there and even though I was supposed to, I'm supposed to be the good commentator, I was still rubbing him in his face, and he stood up and threw his headset down and stopped off. I was happy. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, Nikki um, Heyman's our guest here. We're on eighty nine point one FM, and uh, well, we got uh, well, we got about uh, uh, twenty minutes here with Nikki. So now. Uh, being uh, being in the wrestling business and having relatives in the wrestling business, I'm assuming that uh, you've been to a lot of uh, live events in your time. Oh yes. Uh, is there a favorite event that uh, you can recall that uh, was better than the wrestling? Because I know you've been to a lot. That's uh, that's my first question, and my second question is. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times has uh, uh, your uncle brought a wrestler home for Thanksgiving or for Christmas dinner? <laughs> I'm going to leave that second question as privileged information. Okay. But All right. The, the first, the first question I'll be happy happy to answer. And one of the best events that I ever attended was the was ECW's One Night Stand back in 2005 in New York. This show uh, captured everything that my uncle had done with the original ECW. This was a party. This was a celebration in every sense of the word. We, you know, the only the only downside to it was the fact that Rob Van Dam was still hurt, but he was able to come out there and at least get to speak his mind. Um, 
we, you know, it was just, it was just perfect. It was absolutely, an absolutely perfect night. So the follow-up question to that is, uh, and I'm sure that uh, you've met a lot of wrestlers in your time, like you, you mentioned RVD and uh, a few others, Taz and all that. But is there one wrestler that uh, you that you really wanted to meet that you were just uh, head over heels to meet? And is there one wrestler that you haven't met yet that you're still that's still on your list? Well, uh, one, one wrestler that I definitely would like to meet, and my uncle has been keeping me away from him, would be Roman Reigns. Part of the reason for this is not just because he is the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion of the world. Actually, there is there is a bit of a family tie there because, as you know. My uncle was. My uncle goes back with goes way back with the, the NOI family with the Wild Samoans. Right. Um, during during my time in the in the mid late two thousands, I was very close to uh, Matt and um, Matt NOI, aka Rosie, of uh, Three Minute Warning and the Superhero Sidekick. And I, you know, I had the privilege of interviewing Rosie on my show about a year before we lost him. And we, we discussed, you know, we discussed a lot of things and just the image. So just put this image in your head. When Rose, we asked Rosie about his little brother, as it were, and we had a story come up called pretty much Roman Reigns Mows My Lawn. Now, I'd like you to picture this. Okay. With Rosie sitting on the front porch of his house with his feet up and a cold drink while Roman's out there in his tack vest on a push mower. <laughs> I can uh, I can picture that. Wow, that's interesting. Um, as for my my real get list, um, I had a I had a brief opportunity to get a uh, I had a photo opportunity with the Undertaker this past weekend in Pittsburgh. I went to uh, Steel City Con. Unfortunately, it was one of those cattle call deals, so I really didn't get a chance to interact with him. I really would like to be able to sit down with him, even if it's for just five minutes, and and speak with him about about all the miles that he has gone in his in his career. The fact that he's he and I are about the same age, but he looks older than my parents. I need to know <laughs> about those million miles of road. So. Would you you'd have to say that uh, your your uncle was probably your biggest inspiration to get into the business, right? Absolutely. And uh, the fact that you have never met Brock Lesnar that, that's just weird to me. I mean, he's been his. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. I've met Brock Lesnar. You, you're making an assumption. Oh, okay. You, I, I, my, as I said, I have not met Roman. Oh, you have that, that old I, Roman Reigns. Okay, all right. Okay, I you ne- okay. All right. Now, see now the thing for, is, what I go ahead. You know what's what's interesting? Uh, a lot of people don't know this, and Matthias, you might know this. Uh, did you know that both Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at one time were on the Minnesota Vikings roster? Yep. Were they on at the same uh, time? I was aware they both played. Well, no, they weren't on at the same time, uh, and I believe they uh, they were only um, on the roster in the preseason. But just think about that. Uh, your uncle is managing uh, two former Minnesota Vikings. That's uh, me and Matthias' favorite football team. 
And that that's that's okay. awesome. Go ahead. So now when you uh now when you got into business you obviously had to have a goal and I'm assuming that it's uh to get into the big time, whether it be AEW or the WWE, two-part question, because uh, we know that you got to drive to do that. One, is that something you want to do? Uh, well, actually, three-part question. One, is that something you want to do? Is that something you want to do? Uh, if you get that big opportunity, we're not big-time us and still talk to us, and uh, do you think people would consider it nepotism because of who your uncle is? Well, you know, my inter- I'm definitely very interested in finding, finding my way into into the big time um, where I could continue my managing or possibly uh, sign on for color commentary or even do, you know, even do an independent show because they're always looking for content. I'm very interested in that. Um, WWE, I know, is looking for tons of content, and AEW is always looking for, uh, you know, is always looking for the next, you know, the next star. Um, and AEW, they've got John Moxley. And I have a soft spot for soft spot for the hardcore legend, um, but I would be okay with either WWE or AEW. Um, I think I, you know, I think I would have a wonderful time doing it. The travel is a little rough, but if it pays well, I think I can. I think I can suck that up. And right. if I ended up with AEW, it wouldn't be hard for me to get back in touch with you. WWE. I think they they wide fingers people for doing interviews. I'd have to clear it with the right individuals. Right, right. So As now, for nepotism... Is, if, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I forgot I forgot to ask you three questions. Go ahead. What, uh, I'll let you answer the third part. Yes. As for nepotism, um, you, do you realize that the, the person in charge at WWE right now got in because he married the boss's daughter? We know that. And we don't uh, we don't like him at all. Well, if 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 I may, the evil boss, Doctor Levesque, I mean Triple H, is actually making making things better around around the Fed, and things things have improved. And I think I would I would have a better time dealing with him than dealing with Vince, mainly because I am somebody. The first lesson I ever learned in the wrestling business was my eyes and ears are open and my mouth and legs are shut. There you go. Uh, Nikki Hame is our guest here. We got a, we got a few uh, seconds left here uh, real quick here. So um, so we can do this. If our fans want to check you out and see if you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? Well, um, you can you can look for me on Twitter at Ms. Nikki Hayman. Um. I do have a Facebook. I'm not very active on it, but you're you're always free. You know, everybody's free to go ahead and check in with me. Um, I currently do have a podcast, but I'm having an engineering issue, as in my engineer has been having a hard time getting our content up. Um, my podcast is the North American Wrestling Connection, and we discuss mostly WWE, some AEW, and, and the independent scenes, especially when uh, I or someone on our panel is, has attended a wrestling event. Um, we usually record on Friday or Saturday nights, and we try to, I try to get it up within the next day. But, again, I'm having some engineering issues. Well, you know, if you ever need, a, uh, if you ever need an ultimate guest, I'm sure that Granny, myself, and uh, Matthias would love to do a show with you. You know, I'm going to keep that in mind. We've been looking, we've been looking for guests. Uh, would you I'd guys be, be up for that, Matthias that. and Granny? Would you guys be up for that? 
Yeah, I'm down. All right. Uh, Granny, don't be jumping up and down. What's up? <laughs> oh, wait wait a second. I know what's going on. Hold on a second. Let me pop this up. Did you uh, Granny, would you? How dare you? Uh, with, oh, with... yes. No, I, I would, didn't. I would, I would definitely be up for it um, because Granny is very popular at the independent shows. I've been to a few WWE shows. I've actually had the opportunity, my husband and my son and I went with a very good friend of ours to Texas this year for WrestleMania 38, and we got to go to WrestleCon, and I actually have the shirt that I wear that was made by a very good friend of mine. Um, she lost her battle to cancer back in July of this year. She was a very, very dear friend, and my shirt says, what you can do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you. <laughs> and it's got tons of autographs, I mean, from various people. And, I mean, I'm personal friends with Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. I'm personal friends with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Mm-hmm. I'm personal friends with Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> I love Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Tommy, I've, Tommy I've, and I go back a little bit, too, so. I've met I've met Tommy so many different times. He actually used, before I had my knee replacement surgeries, in 2013, there was a company that ran in Arkansas called Traditional Championship Wrestling, and they mm-hmm. did their last show in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and they always did TV tapings, and they still show the old reruns down in the Little Rock area on TV, even though the company doesn't run anymore. But Tommy actually grabbed my cane at that match and took it out of my hand and used it on Matt Riviera during the match. <laughs> And when you, I mean, when Tommy Dreamer does it, does that, yeah, I mean, you don't stop Tommy Dreamer from doing something like that. And it was one of those holes oh, that no. So it, like, he started swinging, and it looked like he broke it. And they're like, "Oh my God, he's got Granny Holster's cane. He broke her cane!" And the crowd's going wild, and everybody was just in the back, was just dying laughing because he had a hold of my cane. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Nikki, we want to thank you for being with us tonight. You have been awesome. Thank you, Nikki. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again because I know there's more that we need to talk to you about. Uh, And uh, hopefully uh, you can uh, hook us up with uh, your uncle at some point. I'll I'll do my best. I'll do my best. All right. All right. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, sir. All right, Nikki Heyman, ladies and gentlemen, that was interesting. It looks like our next guest is waiting at wings. We're going to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, we will be back after these messages, and then we will continue this fun. Give us about 30 seconds. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, our second guest of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, she's lovely. She is beautiful. She knows all about the independent film industry. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Serena. Hey, this is Serena. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Well, we're good. We're good. Uh, we're good to have you uh, with us tonight. And uh, I was waiting for you to do that uh, little liner, but uh, uh, we can do that afterwards oh. too if you want. Okay. Can I do it? I, I want to do it, please. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, this is Serena Salieri. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your hosts, the Icon. Big Swing, the godmother godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare Matthias. All right, so uh, now that we got uh, now that we got that out of the way, now we can have a little fun. But first thing we before we do uh, before I ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me. I'll ask you the tougher questions. Uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, we'll uh, have some fun with the interview. Sure, um, I'm Serena. Um, I'm an actress, and I'm recently associate producing for an independent movie. Um, I'm also a writer, and, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, there's, uh, I, know there's, I know there's definitely more to the story, so we're going to talk about some of your uh, movies and uh, uh, some of your other stuff, and uh, we're going to have some fun here with you. And uh, you've done uh, you've done some stuff for the big screen. You've done some stuff for the small screen. Uh, you've been in Glee, and uh, uh, you've been uh, you're featured in One Hundred Ways to Die. That was an interesting show. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Uh, okay. Uh, you also know Sherlock Holmes real well, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about all that. Uh, so first off, I'm just kind of curious. What do you prefer doing better, the small screen or the big screen? You know, they're they're both they both have their their pluses and minuses. I think I prefer the big screen because you can get into the characters more. And I enjoy the stories. I like I like getting in depth in the story. And uh, we get most of our information from uh, imbd.com here on the show. So if any uh, information is inaccurate. You have to blame them because that's where we get most of our information from. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, some of the stuff that you have in production and what you have in pre-production. But one of the uh, interesting things that uh, I noticed that you were in when I booked you was uh, Sherlock Holmes. What is that like being a Sherlock, uh, being a Sherlock, a fortune teller on Sherlock Holmes? What was that like? It, it was a lot of fun, and it was it was actually my second speaking role. Um, and Curtis Everett, he, he liked Sherlock Holmes, so he had written in a character for a fortune teller. And but he he wanted someone who could read tarot cards, which I can do. And so he had something printed out for the script, and I got to describe Watson's future relationship which was kind of neat and then then afterwards 
he wanted certain things to say certain things. And since I know what the cards mean and what they symbolize, I was able to get in there and say, well, if you want it to say this, then we can we can show what the cards are going to say. Well, I'll but tell you what. Then, one we, thing we might have, have to, to do, we might have to... We, we might have to re rebook you on the show and see if you would be willing to do tarot card readings for all of us. Would you be would you would that be something you'd be willing to do or does that uh does that come um, with a little fee? Uh it wouldn't come with a fee. I'd be happy to do that. Um you know, but always keep in mind it's for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> like don't, all right, don't so, take uh, your whole life on this. I don't want to be responsible for that. Oh, okay. So uh, Matthias would probably get the uh, future uh, WWE uh, wrestling champion card, and uh, Granny would get uh, most successful to uh, bake cookies for the president, and me, I would be uh, most likely to be stuck here in my hometown and not ever doing anything. So uh, if uh, oh, your no, cards no, no. are... I, I see that not <laughs> happening already. <laughs> I said at least the uh, icons one is true. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wishes. No, you can. Uh, you know, have, who knows? Maybe they'll say you'll be cast in an independent movie. There you go. We have uh, Sir, uh, we have Serena as our guest here, and I, I I don't want to pronounce your last name wrong, but is it uh, Salieri? Correct. Salieri. Sal Salieri. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll just yeah. sort of refer to you as a senior uh, Serena, so I don't uh, keep messing that up. So we have Serena as our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we got about uh, 30 minutes here. And uh, uh, I'm going to talk to you about some of uh, your roles, and then we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and then we'll, uh, we'll ask you the tougher questions. But uh, one thing that I was kind of curious about is, uh, you know, when you have uh, on IMDb, you have a few, uh, and I've never asked anybody this, you've had a few uncredited roles. Does that mean that uh, – uh, you're basically just in the background, or you were a walk-on, and they needed someone to stand in. When it says you're uncredited, what exactly does that mean? It, it, those are those were background roles, which a lot of people start out and and even continue to do even after they start getting speaking roles, um, and they don't usually in larger productions credit their background actors. But I did the work, so I was there, and and I'm credited for it. And uh, you know, I've uh, see, I never watched the show, but I know, uh, I believe Granny Hulkster loved uh, the TV show Glee. Uh, how did you get your role in Glee? Um, that was an episode where they were they were filming a concert, I guess, at the high school, and. Um, there's there's a company called Central Casting, which in California they do like ninety for ninety five percent of the background casting, and I I was a member there and I answered the casting call for it and they told me where to go and there I was. That's awesome. Uh, we have Serena as our guest here on eighty nine point one Kim's FM, and for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, know that if you go to um, Attitude Air Monday Live Monday on Facebook. You like that? Go to 89.1 Kent's FM page. Like that? Do a, a $10 a month donation to Power Tower. We'll get you qualified to uh, win an autograph picture from past guest, future guest, and current guest. And uh, 
Serena, I do want to thank you for the photos that you did send, especially the one autographed to me, and is now up on my man cave wall, and I do appreciate that, and we'll be uh, getting uh, our fans entered to win those, and we do appreciate you sending those. Thank you for wanting it. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you asked Matthias and Granny, uh, uh, everybody wants Matthias' autograph, everybody wants Granny's autograph, but when I say, what about me, they say, well... Back in line. I wasn't even in line. <laughs> uh, we oh. have three as our guests well, you here. Well, have to send uh, one for me. Right, there you go. Uh, so, Granny, I know that uh, I know that you love the TV show Glee. I'm sure you do. So what do you have for our guest, Serena? Go ahead, Granny. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on with us tonight. What has been... How do I want to word this? I'm trying to word this the right way. Um, what has been your most exciting acting role you've ever had in your career? For your, and you can't say this show because it'd be too that'd be too easy. Exciting, like the the part was exciting, or exciting whatever, however, what was the ex- it, the most exciting for you? Whether it was the part you had or somebody that you got to act with or, you know, just in general, just the excitement of it. Um, the ex- Honestly, the excitement, the most exciting part I ever had, I played the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz when I was in middle oh. school. And oh, I wow. It. I had wow. so much fun with that. And I've been acting since I was five, but it was just so much fun to play that part and just bring that part to life and have a chance to do it. Wow. That's awesome. That is cool. Uh, We need to uh, take a, uh, well, actually we got a few seconds here. Uh, Before I bring Matthias on, we got to make sure that we uh, do all the legal stuff uh, uh, in a prompt manner. So we'll uh, take care of that in a little bit. Then I'll introduce Matthias. So now you played the wicked witch of the, the West, was that? Do you uh, feel that uh, with that role, uh, do you think that was uh, kind of a diss at all at the time? No, <laughs> not at all. We, okay. it, was, it was a community theater thing for for um, a local park, and they were we auditioned for different parts and I love that movie. So having a chance to play in it made me very, very happy. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick little uh, time out. We'll be, we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ FM, Holly Fargo Moorhead, independent public radio for Fargo Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Okay, we're back here on 89.1 Kens FM. So, uh, Serena, I'm going to introduce you to Matthias, and if you're looking for a bodyguard, he would be perfect at that. Uh, what do you say, uh, Nightmare? What do you got? Well, first off, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias here. Welcome on to uh, my special part of the program. And uh, I guess one of my main questions for you would be, 
like in any situation, like whether it be like for me, pro wrestling or for whatever the case may be, you always had your specific challenges that always kind of trip you up until you uh, overcome them. What was one like or one thing that was more difficult for you when you started doing your acting and stuff like that? Was there anything that kind of tripped you up and then you had to conquer or was it kind of all coming naturally? Uh, shyness. I am incredibly shy. So I have a hard time putting myself out there. It, if that makes sense, it, like you're, what you just said just now, being everybody's worst nightmare and everybody's dream, I could never do that <laughs> because I'm yeah, he should neither. <laughs> I'm I'm just confident in myself. I'm confident in myself and I icon. I, mean, I know you are. I know. As you. as I always tell people, you know, if you ain't, if you if you if you're gonna hate on me, clearly you want to be me. And as I say, I am the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare. So you know what? That's who I am. That's what I'm going to be. I think that's amazing. For me, I, I'm, I'm shy. So <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to sit over here. And it's different when I'm playing a role. I will be that role. But, but just putting myself out there, and I have a hard time with that. <laughs> I mean that makes sense. It's always and it's like too. It's when uh when you're in like let's say professional wrestling. I am, you know, you got to learn how to cut what we call a promo, where you got to you know speak about things for a certain amount of time, and that usually tends to be a, a hard trend for a lot of people because you know they got to sit in front of the camera and then they got to talk and they got to you know put sentences together that actually sound legitimate, and it's, it's that's usually a big uh, challenge for a lot of people. Whereas me. As I am, I'm a pretty natural talent when it comes to a lot of things. So I, uh, so I take it. E- it's pretty easy for me overall in general. Not to brag about or nothing, you know. But I, but I do it anyway. I think that's great. That's awesome. We have uh, Serena as our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got about uh, 21 minutes here with Serena. So I'm going to ask you uh, about uh, some of the, the uh, your past, a few more of your past projects, and we're going to talk about uh, a couple of projects you got. Uh, according to uh, IMDb, you have uh, one in production right now, uh, uh, Binded by Tragedy, and then you have one in pre-production called Fleek. Uh, now, is that accurate, or um, is one completed, one uh, almost done, one just starting? Uh, could you tell us about those? Sure. Uh, Binded by Tragedy is currently in production. We are filming right now. We have we it's the holiday season, so people have other things to do, and and so we're a little bit backing off, but we'll be picking up very very soon. And that is a crime drama about gangsters. And you all like the wrestling thing, and we've got some of the the guys who are doing um, some of the stunt worker wrestlers. So. I thought you'd like that. Um, and Freak is is a screenplay that I wrote, and it is in pre-production. I'm working on funding and trying to get that one together. And which one? Which one was you? The one that you did? You said. I I wrote Freak. In fact, it just okay. won an award for the Scream Queen Shockathon out of Nashville for best screenplay. Because I'm looking at uh, a couple of people, 
that are listed as uh, cast members, we have, uh, and you guys don't get excited because I'm sure there's no relation, but you have Vinnie McMahon and Lex McMahon. Right. Vinnie and Lex actually, when I had originally wrote it, said, Mom, can I be in it? I want lines. So I wrote them in, and now they're a little older, and they can't play the parts anymore. <laughs> but Vinnie uh, McMahon well, is one of my kids. Okay, well, then I'm going to ask this. Uh, you know, you mentioned that you wrote that, and you're, uh, you're current, uh, working on getting funding for it. Uh, are you also looking for extras, and are you looking for people to uh, be in it? Absolutely. Always we'll, we'll have to cast people. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, uh, but it, it will eventually get done. Would you consider any of the three of us, all of us, or none of us? Absolutely. Absolutely I would consider you. <clears throat> and you were talking about a bodyguard. And I'm writing another, it's a drama. Freak is a psychological thriller. But there, there is actually a role for a bodyguard. Matthias, are you down? Well, I mean, yeah. Like I said, as every time life presents an opportunity, you got to take it. You got to take every opportunity life throws at you. Now, I will, well, I will go ahead and down speak- to the Gulf Coast. Absolutely. I mean, I'm six foot two, two hundred sixty pounds, and I'm a pro wrestler who can take everything, including a cheese grater, to the face. So you know, I'm 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 your man. Let's do it. Well, I'll tell you what, Serena. I can speak for Matthias. Matthias is a great guy, and uh, I think you would love to have him on your set. Now, let me talk a little bit about Granny too. Now, you notice I'm putting these two over before I put myself over. Uh, but uh, Granny would also be perfect. You've got a role like uh, like like a uh, you know like a sweet lady that lives down the road that uh, gives cookies and stuff like that. She would be perfect for that role. Absolutely. I can. Now, and, you know, and, I you, can write and if you I ever did any movies that had anything to do with professional wrestling, and you needed fans in the audience, Granny would definitely be up for that part because. I get very much involved at wrestling shows. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I, I am I, I am known as the the super so, fan. I am I am known as the super fan in Arkansas and Oklahoma at at independent wrestling shows. I I help a company over in the Tulsa area called Wrestling for a Cause, and they just had their 11th year anniversary show and they do independent wrestling shows for kids that are fighting childhood cancer. So I've met a lot of amazing families and kids over the years helping with that organization. Oh, that's beautiful. That's awesome. I can holler well, pretty good at the I can holler pretty good at the bad guys too. So. And it Definitely. gets annoying. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Matthias. I'm sorry I broke your heart. Well, you know? I'm, I'm oh, still waiting for you so. to. I'm still waiting for you to climb up to North Dakota so you can harass, supposedly harass Sylvester J. Fox and myself. And I'm still waiting on that hit wrestler you so-called hired to come beat hey, us up. Hey, I so don't know anything that. about that, Matthias. I don't know anything about that. I honestly don't. I don't well, honestly you guys know listen- anything about that. 
Let, let's get back. This is uh, Serena's time. As a matter of fact, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we have Serena here. So now, uh, when, you, uh, when you're looking to cast somebody in a role or any kind of role that you're uh, looking for, uh, do you uh, expect them to send you tapes, or do you have them send you references, or do you, um, or do you just have them come on down? Well, a lot of the casting is done now by something called self-tape, so we would send them something called sides, which are just a small part of the script where they record it, they videotape themselves, and, and then they send it back, and then we go through it like that. But there's usually a, a character description, and they would have to fit a certain age range, not like exactly that range, but like, and, and then say it would be 25 to 38, and then we would look for somebody who would fit in that range. So if a guy Sometimes comes down hair and says, color. So if a guy comes down and says, uh, hey, I'll come work for you, the only thing you need to do is give me a couple hot dogs and a place to sleep on the set, and you don't have to pay me until it, make, uh, until it becomes a big blockbuster. Uh, and his name is Icon. Right. What would you think of that? <laughs> uh, actually, that's that's fairly common in indies. <laughs> so um, standard often is copy credit meals, and we in indies we do that because we love what we do and we enjoy working with each other and with other creative people and we make movies. Uh, Serena is our guest here on 89.1 Kansas FM. we got about uh, 14 minutes left. So now uh, I'm kind of curious about, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Bind uh, by Tragedy. Uh, now that's, you said that's a, a love story? No, that's a, a crime drama with gangsters. And uh, you, you said you're currently working on that one, or that one's about to wrap up? About to wrap up. We've we've got a few more scenes to film. Okay, and how long have you been on set for that one? How how, how many filming days has that been? Uh, well, we film mostly on the weekends, and we started in late August. And then October, a lot of the actors do um, haunts at something called Terror on the Coast. If you're ever in Gulfport, Mississippi, they're, it's fabulous. Go see that haunt. Um, and then another actor, they, they have a newborn baby also born in October. So, <laughs> so some of the filming dates had to get pushed back. So I guess my my next question is, you know, you you've done writing, you've done acting, and uh, you know you've, uh, you know, you're trying to raise uh, money for your film here, Freak. So let me ask you this: What is the toughest part about trying to raise funding for a film? Not having any product behind me, because this will be the first that I produce myself which is going to change because I do have another script that is actually going to be in production first, which I know we are going to produce because Freak has a bigger cast, more locations. Um, the, the next one that's going to be coming up after Binded by Tragedy actually has a cast of five, one location. It, it would be much easier to do that 
And uh, how many uh, how many different uh, uh, how many different uh, things are uh, how many different ideas do you have right now that you would like to uh, put onto paper and then put on the screen? Um, I have a big notebook filled and where I have things that are started and just the synopsis of the movies uh, about thirty. There's a lot. The one with the bodyguard is another one that I actually, it's small cast, small locations. That one I know I can do. Because when you have to have a lot of locations in a bigger cast, it, it just costs more to make the movie. And it gets complicated. So now with that being said, um, has anybody ever come to you or would you... Um Let's say someone approach you and say, you know, I heard that you're a pretty good writer, and I have an idea for a film. And would you be willing to write that for me? Are you into doing that? It's people actually come to you all the time and do that when they think you're a writer. Um, it's not that I'm opposed to doing it. It makes it difficult because there would be so many rewrites because what they have in their head is going to be different than what I would put on paper, and there would end up being conflicts. It's not that I would be opposed to doing it. It's just that I think that there would be people would say, okay, this is great, but I want it to be like this, and then I'd have to rewrite it, and I think people would get frustrated, myself included. Well, uh, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot with this question. Let's say sure. that someone come up to you and said, I have an idea for a movie. I want you to write it. If you write this for me, I'll fund your plot, your your whole project. Then would you be able to do it? It would depend on the subject matter, honestly. Okay. I, if, I, if, you want, if you came to me and said, write this movie for me, and it was about wrestling, I know nothing about that. I got to be honest. I would. It would be difficult if you came to me and said, "Write this movie. It's about vampires or werewolves." That would be easier for me because it's it's something I know, and you wouldn't get as frustrated because I wouldn't have to come to you and go, "Okay, what does this mean?" or "What does that mean?" I I think the the only wrestling term I know is half Nelson. And I don't even know what that is. So it would be difficult because you have to be descriptive and say, okay, well, they're doing this, and and I wouldn't know what I was talking about. So it would make it very difficult to write about it. So I guess would you say it would be easier for you if someone uh, came to you and they, they say that you wanna, they, they want you to direct a film compared to writing their film? directing um i might be able to do that is directing is not something i have any experience with except for a play back in high school and i it came off very well but i'm i'm the kind of person who who's used to taking the direction on a set 
I can give advice, and I have done it on Binded by Tragedy, but for the most part, I'm 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 just I'm basically a walking talking puppet. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> yes, I will do it this way. Tell me what you need, and I will do my best to give it to you. I like being shy. I have a hard time putting forth what I need as to tell people what to do. So I think it would be harder. So with with all that being said, then uh, with all the with all the talent that you have, and, and you are very talented, and we know this. What Thank would you. you say would be your ultimate goal? Uh, and say the next couple of years, how many uh, how many films do you want to um, have uh, either in production or in the can, as they say? In the next couple of years, probably two or three of my own, and the same amount for somebody else's films where I work on theirs because I enjoy working on the other people's sets. That's awesome. And uh, when you, uh, when, when you're working on, uh, when you're uh, on set and you're working on all these different projects, what is, uh, what is your favorite thing about being on set? Being on set is my happy place. There are so many great things about it. I get to meet creative people. We redo some of the scenes so that we can give the director what they want. So we do it one way, and then the director will say, we'll try it this way. So we're able to, they, they give, we're bringing their vision to life, and it, it's a challenge, but it's a real fun challenge. And it's fun to just let loose and be someone else. Because I'm rather boring. I'm shy. I'm boring. I go to bed by 10 o'clock. And, and, but the characters do so many interesting things. And that's so are a you lot saying we got you up past your bedtime? I enjoy that. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, have... I had a cup of coffee. Okay, all right. <laughs> Okay, I was gonna say, please don't go yet. We still got, we still got, uh, well, we still got five minutes left. Well, you know, uh, so we can do this here, so we so we don't forget. Uh, if our fans want to check you mm-hmm. out, see, do you got Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? I have Facebook. Uh, I have a my regular page, and I have a fan page. Uh, my production company, Nine Circles Films, also has a fan page. Uh, I have a Twitter, I, which I am never on. I, I have to admit, I am the world's worst social media person. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a TikTok, which I don't think I've posted on in a few months. Um, Instagram, I have Instagram. And I don't even think I know what Twitch is, and my kids are going to hate me for saying that. Well, you know, I I think uh, one of them has mentioned it. Well, I I I I've heard of Twitch, but uh I don't think any of us are on it either. I uh, I think it's one of those okay. uh, you know, like one of those new, you know, happening passing things, you know, but uh Okay. Yeah, so I I I mean, I just ask it's like I I someone asked me, "Why don't you ever ask about Twitch?" It's like, I don't know what Twitch is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, I have. I think one of my kids has mentioned it to me once, and I said, "What's that?" And they rolled their eyes because you know I'm a mom and I have no clue. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we, we only have a we, we only have we only have a few minutes here left with you, and I, I wish it were mm-hmm. uh, a few more a few more years. But uh, here's what I want to ask, Serena: When you are ready to do your next project or launch your next project, and you want to get uh, people out in masses to see it, if we haven't scared you way too much, would you be willing to come back on the show and uh, uh, promote it? Absolutely, I would love to do that. Blinded by Tragedy, I think they're going to release in March. We have to finish filming it, and I'd love to do that. And I'm sure Creighton Hobbs, who is the producer, the writer and producer, would love to come on too. I can't really speak for him, but I bet he would. Uh, And we just released, we, we did the premiere a couple weekends ago for Red Bluff 2, which should be streaming soon, but I don't know where or when yet. So that would be, I'd love to be back to promote those and my own work as well. Well, any, anything, anything you have uh, that you need to promote, uh, we'll definitely love to have you back on again. Uh, and, Thank uh, you. you know, if also if you could hook us up with uh, some of the uh, actresses or actors from your films, uh, that you're working Absolutely. with, we would definitely love to do that. I know one thing I would love to have you. And, yeah. I would definitely love Hit to have you hook Messenger. us up with Carol uh, uh, Carol Fortin. Oh, Carol Fortin. Carol Fortin oh, my is goodness. amazing. She is so talented, and she's one of my closest friends, and that's another reason I really love being on set. I get to meet these amazing people. So, so do you think I'll, she'd be willing to come on then? I bet she would. I'll, I'll uh, right. shoot her a text tomorrow and uh, say, hey, get on my friends list and uh, and uh, hook you up. Or All right. you know, let them know that, let her know that you're going to hit her up. Okay. And then uh, the other one, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to ask for too much, but uh, the other one that you work with that I would love to have on the show is Michelle Rossi. Oh, man. Michelle Rossi, <laughs> yes. Um, oh, well, man. I will, I, will, I will get a message to her. I don't know if we're friends on Facebook, but I will get a message to her. Do, if I have All right, to, and just pass my information on to her. My, uh, you have my phone number, so just go ahead and pass it on to her uh, and uh, to Carolyn, and then uh, I'll get them hooked up on the show, definitely. Definitely, I bet they'd love it. So I know I'm having fun, so it'll be great. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, thank you, Serena, for being with us tonight. You have been awesome, and we'll definitely have you on again. And uh, I'll tell you what, if we could set it up, let's do a show with all three of you, uh, you, uh, Carol, and Michelle, together. Great. That would be fabulous. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Serena. Okay, have a wonderful night. All right, Serena Rossi, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh, guys, was that an interesting interview or what, huh? Yeah, it was. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the the roles will keep on continuing here in just a second. We got to take another time out uh, to hear uh, from our sponsor, and then we got another actor coming up. So stick with us. We'll be right back. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the next actor up on the screen to join us right now, ladies and gentlemen, he is Justin Ardeen. Hey, this is Dustin Ardeen. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Mattis. How's everybody doing today? Good. Well, thank you, Matthias, but well, that's fine. We'll forgive you. No problem. He, he's Matthias. been called worse. <laughs> hey, uh... Well, well, we'll have you talk to him uh, uh, when it, when it's his turn. But yeah, like I say, he's been called much worse. He's a he's a heel wrestler, so he's <laughs> he's heard a lot of stuff. So uh, how are you, uh, Dustin? Good to have you with us. Good. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm, I'm good. It's been uh, very hectic, very busy lately uh, for me. But hey, busy is very very good. And uh, hopefully, all you guys are doing good. Hopefully, everybody had a wonderful holiday and is shaping up for a wonderful Christmas. Definitely. And uh, one thing I am going to ask you, uh, Dustin, is if you could give us a uh, quick little background about yourself, and then I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and I'm going to ask you the tougher questions. Absolutely. I'm lo- looking forward to it. Uh, my name is Dustin Ardeen. I am an actor. Right, right now, I currently live in Los Angeles, California. Um, I've traveled all over the United States, traveled to Canada, Mexico. Um, I've acted all over the place, just got done doing a couple feature films, uh, short films, I've been acting since I was six years old. Um, I also have a background in professional wrestling as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm known for being a method actor, which means I, I go out full out for my roles. I'll gain weight, lose weight, do my own stunts, do my own fight choreography, you know, whatever I have to do for the role. And uh, I'm, for me, the, 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 the passion that I have for acting is embedded in, in the want to bring the characters that I'm entrusted to bring to life. You know, I don't, I don't want people going to see my films and just go, hey, Dustin's doing a good job. I want them to go, wow, that's a great character that Dustin happened to bring, you know, to life. So, you know, that's that's what I undertake in every single one of my roles that I do. You know, one of my uh, one of my favorite roles of yours is uh, when you're uh, known as the Dream Machine. <laughs> Dream Machine, Dustin Ardeen. That's, a, that's the name that I, I, uh, I've been going by, well, as, as far as in the ring, anyway, um, since I was about 14 years old. I started wrestling when I was about 14. I got trained by Dory Funk Jr. I got trained by AJ Styles, the uh, awesome, phenomenal Ballard Brothers, who are kind of like older brothers of mine, uh, very well known in the, in the industry. And uh, the Dream Machine, Dustin Ardeen, became my, my mantra, as it were. And, uh, you know, it's a name that I've, I've still kept over the years. But uh, that's, you know... All my years going up and down the coast wrestling, uh, that was always my, my title. 
And if I'm not mistaken, I think you know Scott Levy real well as well, too, don't you? Thanks, Scott. <laughs> yeah, you used to, uh, if I'm not, uh, was it, I, it was IWC, right, that you used to wrestle for? Yes. Yeah, right. I wrestled and, in IWC. And when you wrestled, were you more of a, a heel, a baby face, or an in-between? Um, for the most part, when I was at least with um, IWC, I was a baby face. Um, you know, I was put together with, um, uh, well, at that time, he was called Sterling James Keaton. Uh, he went on to become Corey Graves in WWE. Um, we were tag team partners down at Dor- Dory Funk's uh, Funkin' Conservatory. We actually won his tag titles down there. Then we were, uh, wrestled up in IWC, and he became a, more of a heel. I became more of a baby face. And I worked with a lot of, uh, you know, super hentai up there, Shirley Doe, um, you know, a lot of the, the greats that, that came from IWC. All right. We have uh, Dustin Ardeen as our guest here. we got uh, 35 minutes. And like I said, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk to you about more about wrestling. But a lot of people always ask me, well, what does he have to do with wrestling? Well, now you know. There's your connection. Uh, but uh, I want to ask you about I want to ask you a few uh, about a few of your movies, and then like I say, we'll do a roundtable and we'll come back to me. I'll ask you the tougher questions. But uh, uh, one, if I'm not mistaken, did you not have a, a, a cameo role uh, with Tom Cruise in War of the Worlds? Was that you? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, I worked on uh, War of the Worlds with Tom with Tom and uh, you know, to go to Fanning when she was really young, and um, Justin Chatwin who played. His older, uh, his grown-up son in the film. I worked on that film for about a week and a half, almost two weeks, up in the Santa Clarita Mountains. And unfortunately, you know, the role got uh, very much cut, but uh, still a little bit featured in the film. But it was a wonderful experience. Tom was a wonderful guy. He actually uh, gave me career advice. Um, you know, he he would be flown in pretty much every day into the uh, you know Santa Clarita Mountains. But once there, he was the most approachable guy you've ever met in your life. He actually bought food for forever, all the, you know, quote-unquote extras or the, you know, featured extras or whatnot on set, was just an amazing guy who had no problem just talking to absolutely everybody. He was really, really like a eye-opener for the uh, the industry, seeing someone of that stature that, that was just the coolest guy. And, see, you know, the thing is, um, one thing, uh, Dustin, that, and I'm not just saying it because it's you, but, you know, you're, you're – You've been in a lot of you've been in a lot of films, and you've uh, you know you're you yourself you're a regular guy, uh, you know you're not one of these guys that likes to hey I'm I'm from Hollywood I, I'm a big I'm a big time actor so I'm not going to talk to you you're not like that at all and I we appreciate that. No, I mean I think that anybody who has to do that um, you know or or feels a need to do that something's wrong in what they're doing. It's kind of like I said with uh, with my method acting you know approach uh, every time I step on set. I want to be the first person to show up. I want to be the last person to leave. I love being on set. I love putting in the work. I love, you know, being known for, you know, my dedication to my craft. Um, I mean, even just in wrestling as well, you'd meet a lot of people who some were really great, some weren't. I owned and operated my own wrestling organization uh, in Reno, Nevada for about a decade called Pro Wrestling Destination, and we would bring out a lot of, you know, quote-unquote big names, uh, out all the time and again you'd meet some that were just there for a paycheck and then you meet some who were just the coolest people in the entire world and I always wanted to have that kind of people to look at me you know kind of like that so if I if I'm having to go up to people and go hey I'm yeah you know 
the actor Dustin Ardeen or I'm, you know, Dream Machine Dustin Ardeen just constantly throw it in people's face, then I'm doing something wrong with my career because I want my career to stand on its own. I want my work to stand on its own. I want people to go see my films and go, wow, you know, he, he's really dedicated to his craft, not, not to, have to have me sit there and just tell them, oh, yeah, well, this, I did this, or this, I did this. I want them to see it on the screen. That is awesome. Uh, Dustin Ardeen's our guest here. Uh, we're going to do the – we're going to have to do it round table. First one I'm going to introduce you to is Randy Hawkster. Now, I know that she's a big Tom Hanks fan. And, uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise. I'm just watching well, a Tom Hanks fan, too. But uh, she also loves Tom Fair. Cruise. I Randy, love Tom Hanks. But, I think we all do. Uh, so uh, while I take time to get the foot out of my mouth, what do you have for our guest, uh, Dustin Ardeen? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It is a pleasure to have you on with us. And, yes, I am a big Tom Cruise fan. And, yes, I do like mm-hmm. Tom Hanks as well. But I am also a wrestling fan. And when you mentioned AJ Styles, that's pretty awesome for me because in 2014 we were at a show in uh, Benton, Arkansas called NWA Summer Clash. And this was shortly before... AJ Styles became part of the WWE, and I remember my my son and my husband and I going, and my son got in the ring, got his picture with him, and then we got in the ring, and I remember AJ asking me, he says, Granny, don't you want to go watch the fireworks? And I said, AJ, I said, seriously? I said, this is probably going to be my one and only opportunity to ever get to meet you, let alone get my picture with you. So, no, I could see fireworks any other time. I'm getting my picture with you, okay? But (laughs) what was your most interesting thing about when you were part of wrestling, especially working with Corey Graves? Um, I mean, there's so many many different stories hitting my my head right now because when I went down to – Florida, you know, to go to the Funkin' Conservatory. I actually lived out there with uh, Dory Funk Jr. for for quite some time. He kind of took a shine to me, and and I was very very honored at that time, you know, that that he was taking that type of uh, interest in me and my career. And you know, when when uh, again at the time he was called Sterling James Keenan. Um, when he came down and we were partnered together, you know, I just remember him taking the time, Dory taking the time to individually go to me and to Sterling and just talk individually about our careers while also speaking to us together as a, as a, as a group, because he wanted to make us this, this tag team. And, you know, when we went from, we we won the titles down there from Paul London and Adam Windsor um, down at the Funkin' Conservatory. And um, unfortunately, when we were scheduled to go back uh, down Neither of us were available uh, to to go back down there and and defend them, but um, it was an honor to you know win his tag belts and to keep them, especially with uh, you know Sterling or or you know Corey as, as he's known today. But with 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 a lot of the the traveling that happened on the East Coast, um, I mean you mentioned the NWA. I remember going to NWA East or NWA Outside or all the different kind of um, promotions that there were with AJ and you know we would have. Uh, CM Punk are on the card a lot. We would have, um, you know, a lot of a lot of names that were just on the verge of like breaking through big. And um, I remember that me and Sterling had a match. That we had a match. We were up against each other the very first match on the card, and then very uh, later in the evening, I actually went up against um, <clears throat> the champion, uh, and he you know was 
they had the match uh, called for disqualification, and then I think the very next event that we had, Sterling actually won the title. So it was like this back-and-forth little uh, story arc between former tag team partners that uh, moved into different promotions, which I found really, really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Dustin uh, Rodin's our guest here. Really oh, we got uh, 28 minutes here with uh, Dustin. Now, I'm going to introduce you to uh, another fellow wrestler, Dustin. His name is Matthias. Now, he was telling me uh, he saw some pictures of you, and he saw a couple matches of you um, in the ring on YouTube. And he was telling me that uh, the reason why you retired from wrestling is because of him. So I'm going to have you talk to him about that. What do you have, uh, Nightmare? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW world heavyweight champion, Matthias here. Yes, Icon, I have definitely... Uh, they actually retired a couple of wrestlers recently, so I guess maybe if you decided to, that might have been my fault. I don't know, but I can't confirm that. So, but we'll skip I bet you he can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, you know, I guess we'll see what happens later on. Uh, but I guess my main question for you would be, let's say uh, you go back to your to your prime, like where, um, like where you could do just by like your body's 100%, Heal like if you had any injuries back in the ring or whatever. Like let's say you're 100% healed, you're ready to go, you could do anything you want. And they had to, and somebody came up to you and go, you only got a choice between wrestling for the rest of your life or acting for the rest of your life. Which one do you think you would have picked back then, and why? That's a wonderful question, actually. Uh, and uh, you know, thank you for bringing that that one up. I. Uh... You know, for me, when, you know, it wasn't a, a sense of, like, retirement or anything like that. Like, I got, you know, injured a couple times and, uh, you know, tweaked my knee. And, and, you know, I mean, this this industry beats you up pretty much left and right. And I was just as reckless uh, in the ring as I am with doing my own stunts in, in, in films because I wanted to give the audience something that they hadn't seen before. Every single time I went to the ring, I was like, it doesn't matter what happens to my body. I want to, you know, make sure that it doesn't matter if there are four people in the audience or there were, you know, five, 6,000, you know, 10,000, whatever it is. I want to put on just as good of a show. And I remember uh, traveling up, up and down the East coast for shows of, of, you know, five, 10, hundred, you know, building all the way up to, you know, the, the, the thousands. And that was always what I wanted to do was give them some, some type of, wonderful you know match even if it was just a 10 15 minute match where it didn't matter what happened to my body so you know coming from that perspective on it and looking at well what's more longevity as far as my life and my my career even back then my 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 career prospects i always loved acting since the time i was six years old i wanted to, to be an actor i remember uh the exact day that my love for acting happens i'm actually getting my doctorate in film and media studies, and, um, you know, so film and, you know, is a very big, huge part of my life. The second, uh, second only, you know, the second interest that I always had was professional wrestling. And again, starting that at such a young age, they were kind of went right along with each other. There was no separating the two, but uh, if I had to have picked one over the other, I think that just on the basis of longevity, you know, because I want to be acting when I'm, you know, 90, 90 years old, you know, 100 years old, whatever it is, which I 
feel like could definitely do. I may not be able and to you'll do still look good at that stuff. age too. I could tell. <laughs> I will. I will definitely try, and I'm hoping to. Um, but on that basis alone, I'd have to pick acting over wrestling because, as we all know, your body just can't handle that for that amount of time, um, especially when you want to go out there and, and give it your all every single night. Exactly. So I guess I got to ask this now because I've had a plethora of injuries myself. How many injuries have you sustained in the ring? I mean, luckily, I've never had ginormous injuries. You know, I've never been on the verge of being paralyzed or anything like that. Like, I always, you know, growing up, my favorite wrestler that, uh, you know, I actually got to become very, you know, close to um, over on the, you know, the west side, west, west coast, once I came out here, at uh, big time wrestling is Brett the Hitman Hart. I was looked up to Brett. I was I wanted to emulate Brett, and one of his, you know, thought processes about wrestling was to do it fully, go all out for it, but to but to do it safely and always keep your opponent safe and always be you know to be kept safe yourself. And I always tried to live by that. So it didn't matter what we were doing. My my number one was always I want to keep them safe and I want to I want to stay safe. And for the most part. You know, I was able to, I've never hurt anybody in the ring. I've never, you know, anybody, any, ended anybody's career or anything like that. And luckily that, you know, never happened to me. Um, but obviously with professional wrestling comes injuries. And I remember I have broken ribs. Uh, like I said, I tweaked my knee pretty badly. Uh, I remember I did a ladder match one time and I, you know, took a uh, face plant right on the ladder and chipped the, the front side of my front tooth and, in the same exact match, I was wearing a like a diamond necklace that my uh, girlfriend at the time had given me, and it was kind of like my my good luck charm. But we were going so heavily in that match that what ended up happening was the ladder um, had broken the diamond necklace on my throat and actually cut my throat, um, where I still have a scar from it for you know to this day. It all happened like in the blink of an eye. Um, I have you know, broken bones, I've gotten numerous concussions, but again, I've never had the worse than that, thank God, and, uh, you know, I don't know if that's just pure luck, I don't know if that's my, you know, whole background into wanting to keep myself safe, keep my partner safe, but go fully out, um, or just, uh, you know, God looking out, but I'm very, very happy about not having anything worse than that ever happen. Yeah, with uh, with my luck in the ring, I've had I've dislocated both my knees multiple times, had multiple multiple concussions because I did a lot of uh, you know hardcore kind of matches and stuff like that. Any blow mm-hmm. to the head can really mess you up. Um, I took a German from an uh, well, I shouldn't have taken it, but I did, and I messed up my neck. And I've had just you know a lot of a lot of injuries in the ring. And you've lost jewelry in the ring too. Yes, and I have actually lost jewelry. Uh, I decided mm-hmm. to go jump in the ring with some guy, and my necklace got broke. And somebody in the fan took, or somebody in the stands took it from me. They jumped wow. over, they ran over, grabbed the stuff from the ring, and hid it. And now I couldn't find it. But you know, I guess you know whatever is there. I'm still looking for it, but, you know, I guess nobody wants to return it because they're afraid of what I'll do because they've seen me in the ring, apparently. So, but, <laughs> Well, they've heard you on this show. Well, that too. That too. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, otherwise, it's like, yeah. And and it's and it's like you said, too. It's like you give one, you want to give 100% no matter what. Like when I, first, when I injured my knee recently, I, I've, I've dislocated both my knees and torn both my MPFL ligaments and stuff in the past 
within the last month. I've dislocated both of them and stuff. And I've had promoters when I've had shows, they're like, dude, you're not going out there. And I'm like, the heck I'm not. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's like, I'm not going to let an opportunity slip through my fingers. If I'm if my knee's in a little bit of pain, I can, you know, switch it up a little bit so I'm not using the knee as much, but I'm still going to go out there and wrestle. And they called Absolutely. me crazy. And they, yeah, and they're like, they called me crazy. And like, you're, you're going to cripple yourself. And I'm like, well, you know, if I do it, then I'm going to do, I'm going to say, look what I did. Look how I did it. And look how happy I am. Like I would exactly. rather say, and my parents always tell me, they're like, you dumb, you know, well, you're going to be crippled by the time you're 30. And it's like, well, I would rather go up to my kids, my future kids and go, look what daddy could have did or look what daddy did in his life versus what daddy could have done. And I mean, I'm going to go in the ring till I can't no more. So my body literally shuts down and I can't do it. And it's the same thing for you and acting. Like you're going to go to your 90 years old. I hope I'm wrestling when I'm like 60s. Like if I go to later on in the 70s where I wrestle once every while, like Ricky Morton from the Rock and Roll Express, I'd be more than happy Absolutely. to do that and live that kind of life, you know? Yeah, and I mean that's the that's the beauty about what we do as you know passionate people in 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 any in industry, whether it's acting, whether it's you know art, whether it's you know dance, whether it's professional wrestling, the passion that we have for what we do is what drives us. And even to this day, my passion for prof, for professional wrestling has never left me. You know, I love professional wrestling, and I get calls up you know left and right to still come you know out and do shows and. Uh, you know, I actually just got invited to do a show this January in uh, Reno. There's a, another promotion that has uh, started ever since my promotion. Um, you know, I, I made the decision to close my promotion out there, and someone's kind of taken up the mantle. Um, not sure if that's a good thing or bad thing because I, I haven't been to one of their, their shows, but it's spreading the love of professional wrestling, and they invited me to come back kind of like a home, you know, hometown coming kind of thing. And uh, still thinking about it, but... Um, it's the passion that drives us for what we do. I remember when I was a kid, like you said, my parents were so not about the, you know, professional wrestling. My dad didn't understand it. My mom was scared of it. My mom's a nurse. So, I mean, all she saw every single day was, you know, injuries and, and people you know, just doing horrendous stuff. And here's her son who, you know, had kind of like I said before, like this baby face men mentality but also go out there and want to do, you know, Mick Foley-esque kind of hardcore stuff to, uh, to entertain the crowd um, because that's what I love doing. It didn't matter what happened to me as long as you got, you got somebody that it mattered to. Somebody, it didn't matter if it was one person out there in the audience who just came up to you and was like, that, you know, was, was great. I had so much fun. I, had, I was entertained. I, I loved it. You know, exactly. I mean... And that's what we—that's what we do it for—is for not only our love, but to, to but to share our passion for this industry. And whether again it's it's professional wrestling or it's my love of acting, I mean neither of which are easy roads. I mean even in acting, I have doing doing my own stunts. I've injured myself numerous times, and and I've. Uh, you know, I've had people come over to me and go, you're not doing this. And, and I'm like, that, you know, the hell I'm not. But um, I'm, I'm going to. And uh, because I believe in what I, I, I do. I remember I did a film called Desert Sky where basically they had us out in the desert and it was an anti-bullying kind of film. And basically we were locked in this box with only our heads sticking out of it. And it was in the desert sky and everything. And being a method actor, 
I would not allow myself to get out of the box. I would not uh, drink. I would not you know, have anything to eat or drink. And we were shooting multiple days in the, the hot California desert sun. And uh, the, the director who uh, was a friend of mine from film school, he actually came over to me and he was like, hey, I'm pulling rank. I'm ordering you to, to drink, you know, some water. And, uh, I mean, obviously you, you want to give everything that you have and you, and you go f- fully, but you also have to respect the hierarchy of filmmaking, which, of course, I respect. And uh, so he brought over, like, this little teeny tiny lid of, uh, of a water bottle, and he only filled the, the little lid and gave that to me. And he was like, okay, well, now I'm, now I'm okay. But uh, he's like, we're watching you, yeah. and we got people standing by and everything. So it's just, again, going back to the passion and the love and the, uh, you know, for the arts that we, we decide to do. And like you said, it's better to showcase to your children, hey, you can do this, rather than I think that it would be then, you know, well, what could you have done? And that's always been my thought process when I think about anything that I do. Because even my mother used to be like, well, why do you want to go after this? Or my dad was like, get a real job or just all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, well, I want to make my life mean something. I want, I want to do something with my life that I'm going to be happy in and I'm going to chase down my dreams so that even when my kids look at it, they're like, hey, you know, I want you to chase down whatever dreams that you want to be. I don't want you to... You know, if you if you want to be a teacher, be a teacher. You want to be a professional wrestler, go after it. You want to be an actor, go after it. Don't settle, at, you know, for for what you don't want. We only live this life one time, so we may as well do it the way that we want. Exactly, because like like I, I I have a full time job as well as I do professional wrestling, and and as we were talking about our, as you were talking about your parents and stuff, my my parents, my dad was like you know, do what you want to do. But my mom was like dead set against me wrestling. They would never come to a show. And I actually influenced them to come to one of the shows uh, that I was wrestling at uh, about an hour away from where they lived. And my mom, of course, wasn't too happy about it, but she, she kind of enjoyed it. And then my dad and my brother, his fiance all went and they were like screaming. They were part of the crowd. They were enjoying themselves. They were having a great time. And they said they're coming back regardless if my mom shows up. Because it's like – and I also felt kind of good because I've been in the business for about 10 years now. And never once did any one of my family members ever show up to any of my bookings. And I, and I kind of just, you know, let that settle in. And I was like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to come. Whatever. Well, then the one show they come to, they thoroughly enjoyed it. And now they want to come back. And I'm like, see, it only took one time for you guys to come for you to realize you want to do this or you want to see me do this more often. And, and, and exactly right. Absolutely. It's like the passion for the business, the passion for what you want to do, chase your dreams. Cause I would rather chase a dream and like, you know, do something that I, I love to do. And I'm not going to settle just because, you know, life might tell me to do it. It's like, no, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to chase something that people might find completely ridiculous and may, you know, criticize me for, or may look down upon me for, or just may look at me like I'm absolutely insane. But it's like, you know, what are you doing? Do you love what you're doing every day? It's like, if I, every time I go to a professional wrestling booking, I'm in love. Like the ring is my second home. The crowd is my second home. Just being in that ring makes me feel safe. That's my safe spot. That's my stress relief. That's my problem solving. That's everything to me. So I'm like I said, I will do that till the day my body absolutely shuts down and I can't do it. Absolutely. Uh, and and oh, go ahead. 
Uh, Dustin Nardine's our guest here. <clears throat> I'm sorry, we're on 89.1 Kent FM, and we got about uh, 12 minutes left here. Uh, there is a couple things, though, Dustin, I do want to ask you. Uh, but first off, uh, for those of you who have never seen uh, Dustin, you know, Dustin, the first picture I ever uh, saw of you, uh, you were on the red carpet at the Indie uh, Night Film Festival. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the picture I'm talking about, but you're looking at that picture. You could be, you're half Scott Hall, half Steven Seagal, half John Eric Hexum, and half Superman in this picture. You're wearing like this, uh, like this tie, uh, like this green and black tie, uh, a tartan tie kind of. You know what you want to talk about? A gray suit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you yeah. have all four of those guys in one in one facial expression. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that. You know, uh, Superman actually is a childhood hero of mine, and uh, you know, when I when I kind of look at life, I always kind of take so many things on. That, you know, a lot of my family tells me that I, I do too many things at one time, and I just think that I'm Superman. But I mean, it's again going back to the passion and love for for what we do. So, you know, I always looked at Superman as like, hey. He can do it. I can do it. You know, and and let's let's do this. Let's get it going. I'm busy from the time that I wake up to the time that I go to sleep. And that picture that you're referring to, I, I believe that uh, that was at the Internet Film Festival, as you said. And I believe that I had two other events that I went to that day. Plus, I was on set that day, and then I went home and I wrote the like another chapter or two of my script, um, or I'm sorry, my book, and then part of my script as well, because I'm also you know I do screenwriting as well, and. Uh, yeah, I, we have to kind of wear many hats in this industry to be able to do what we, we love to do. And that's actually even going back to my professional wrestling days because I, I had so many grand ideas that I wanted to do to where out of that came the the, the organization that I used to run. And uh, and it was funny, you know, when <clears throat> Matthias was talking about his family being involved, I mean, I before I kind of came along and I kind of feel guilty sometimes for this, but um, not guilty in a you know real way, but it was just more in a, in a joking way. Um, my family obviously knew what professional wrestling was, but they were never any integral part of it. And then once I came in, you know, and I had the, the professional wrestling organization, my mother, you know, was involved in it heavily. My sister was the ring announcer. My, my, my dad was involved in it heavily. And it was kind of like having kind of like the Hart family where everybody's kind of involved in it uh, for about the decade that we ran it. And I remember that that was um, a wonderful experience, but then, pretty much down the line, I decided, okay, this is not what I'm, I want with, you know, to do. I want to be focusing more on my acting. And uh, that's so I didn't really retire as, you know, I, I'll, take, uh, I'll take bookings every now and then, uh, but for the most part, I'm focusing solely on my acting career. Um, and, I, you know, I literally just got back from Atlanta doing a film down there. Um, but, when you go to an event like that uh, in, in, at the Indie Night Film Festival, it was a wonderful film festival. I actually just got back from the Dream Machine International Film Festival where uh, they had honored uh, actor Doug Jones with a Lifetime Achievement Award. I was up for Best Actor of the Year. Um, these wonderful film festivals that celebrate, you know, uh, independent filmmaking and, and actors and actresses and everything like that, it's this whole other kind of family. Uh, same within professional wrestling. You have this family over here, you have this family over here. They kind of have to push each other up. A lot of people come into this industry thinking, oh, well, I have to, you know, slit each other's throats and all this stuff to get ahead. And it's like, no, that's not how, how it works. At least not anymore. You know, now you have to be part of this community that builds each other up. And, um, and that's a wonderful thing. And, and the Indie Night Film Festival is very well known for that. 
And, you know, I was going to say, uh, you know, if you uh, we get most of our information, uh, our research done by imdb.com. And, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like looking at uh, all the different pictures and you could be also be known as the man of a thousand faces because you have there's so many different pictures of you from so many of your different roles. It's just amazing uh, how many different looks you've had, you know. That's actually uh, very, very flattering for you to say because that's that's kind of what I go for. I mean, the the, the original man of a, uh, of a thousand faces, Lon Chaney, is a, a, a very big influence on on my work, and uh, I I look at him or I look at someone like uh, Russell Crowe, who's another big influence on on my work, and I see that they have this like chameleon like ability to kind of bring a different character to every one of their their pieces of work, and that's what I try myself to do. So it's actually wonderful to hear that that's coming through. And uh, and so thank you very much for that. I again, I, I don't want to ever just do the same type of role over and over and over again. I mean, doing that is wonderful. I mean, we have people that have their own niches within the industry, and that's that's wonderful. And they they they're there. They serve a purpose, and they can be at the top of the, the this game by doing that. Me personally, I've always just wanted to be known for more of that ability to change myself, change my body, change my habit, change my voice, whatever I got to do to bring that character story to life, not Dustin's story, that character story. Right. You know, and another actor that uh, reminds me of that would be Vernon Wells. I mean, every time he's had a different role, I don't know if you know who that is or not, but every time he's had a different role, he's like, he's always somebody different. He always looks somebody different in every one of his roles. Uh, Dustin Ardeen's our guest here. Unfortunately, we only got six minutes with. I, you know, I wish it were six years, and that people have heard me say this. But uh, for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you uh, go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to eighty nine point one Kent's FM page, like that. Do a ten dollar month donation to Power Tower. We'll get you on about autograph picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Dustin, would you be willing to send us a few for giveaways? Absolutely, I will send those to you guys immediately. Awesome. Now, uh, there uh, one thing I do want to ask you about. Like I said, we only got we only got about five minutes, but uh, I'm looking at the IMDb and it says right now you just completed Desert Sky and you have uh, Creams or in post production. You have Death Club 2022 completed. You have the Hostage Wife trilogy in pre production. You have a, a Walking Miracle in production. How do you keep all that straight with uh, all the different roles that uh, that they say that you're doing right now? Uh, it's it's a it's a hassle. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's definitely one of those things where you have to put everything in order, like from the time that you wake up to the time you go to bed. But uh, when you do so many different hats, like with Kareem Sarah, I was actually a producer on it, and uh, you know we made that film a, a, a sag little short, but we want to make it into a full fledged feature. That actually just played at the Dream Machine International Film Festival. Um, a Walking Miracle is actually the film that I got back from uh, Atlanta, uh, Georgia on, and that one had. It's being directed by Daniel Baldwin, has William uh, Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin. Um, it has Mickey Rourke, Denise Richards, uh, Dean Kane, Dina Meyer, all these you know big, huge names in the film, and that one's actually coming out sometime next year. That was a wonderful, wonderful experience to work on, and that's actually one that I cannot wait to see on the big screen. I play a doctor in the film, and it's about a true-life uh, story of a kid who, who came back from um, – from, pretty much death after being in a horrible accident to where you can walk again. And uh, I can't wait for that one to hit the the screen. So 
that and death club and, and just all these different things. Again, it's the passion for what you do that drives you forward. And no matter what the odds are, no matter what you have to do to make it happen, you can make it happen if you truly want it bad enough. And, you know, even me, I'm not where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near done yet. I'm, I'm still climbing that proverbial ladder. I'm still getting my, my, you know, closer and closer to my ultimate goals and my ultimate dreams. And I'm not going to stop nowhere, nowhere near. And, uh, you know, I am up for hire. If you're looking for someone to, uh, you know, uh, carry your bags and get your cappuccino from uh, uh, one of the local coffee shops, I, I, I'm up for hire. I'd love to come work for you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, uh, we we only we got about uh, three minutes here, so we, uh, we can do this before we run out of time. If our fans want to check you out and see you, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? I'm actually all over the place. I have TikTok. I have a Facebook, Dustin Ardeen Actor. Um, I'm pretty much all over social media, Instagram, Dustin Ardeen. I have my own website, DustinArdeen.com. Uh, please follow me. Please check me out. As Like you said, please go visit my IMDb page under Dustin Ardeen. Um, you know, I would love and appreciate anybody out there to follow me, check out my work, and uh, hopefully enjoy what I do. And uh, one other thing I was going to, you know, you kind of mentioned uh, we, we don't have much time now, but we would love to have you come back on again. You mentioned that uh, you're writing a book. We'd love to help you promote that. Absolutely. I would love to come back on, uh, you know, whether it's my screenwriting, my writing, my acting, you know, that's what I do and that's what I love. So absolutely, I would love to. And, uh, yeah, anything you want to promote, uh, if we can uh, slip you in, we definitely have you. I mean, I do have your phone number, and people are saying, well, why would he give the icon his phone? Well, look, I'm going to stop calling you at 2 in the morning. I promise. I'm, 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 I know. I'm, I'm slowly starting to figure out what time zones are. <laughs> I mean, it's not my strong suit at all. But uh, uh, I will say this, uh, Dustin, you have been just so wonderful. You're, you're, you're an awesome guy and uh, a better friend. And uh, I do appreciate everything you do, and we love you, and we thank you for coming on, and we hope you have a great uh, holiday season coming up. And uh, we will definitely have you on uh, a couple times in 2023. Uh, The plan is uh, by the end of 2023, we want to make you part of the five-timers club. So that's our goal with you. I'm I'm down for that goal as well, and I really appreciate that, and I appreciate the uh, support of me, my career. I love having you know. I love that you guys have me on. Thank you so much for having me on, and I look forward to having uh, you guys have me on more and more. And I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. Thanks, Dustin. We appreciate it. You're awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. All right. All right, Dustin Ardeen, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh, that was fun, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, yeah it was. All right, uh, man. I'll tell you what. Like I say, this guy, uh, he is uh, he. <laughs> I mean, if, if I could, uh, if I could have a face transplant, he's who I want to look like. Uh, well, here's the thing, too, Icon. When you kind of mentioned the man with a thousand faces, the first person that actually came up to me was, or that first first image that came to me was actually a criminal by the name of Jamie Osunas. I think it was his last name. I believe that was his first name too. He uh, he did a lot of horrible things. So when you said a man of a thousand faces, I was like. Yeah, that is like a bad person instantly came up to me, so I didn't know if he was going to be thinking about a certain person or that. So I was like, uh-oh, but I wanted to mention it later. Well, yeah, of course that's not what I was talking about, definitely. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, I'll, let, let me tell you guys about Dustin. Uh, uh, his birthday was in August, uh, and I booked him on the show, I believe it was three weeks before his birthday. 
And when I wrote him on Facebook, he was the nicest guy ever. And I mean, we, I, I'm not taking anything away from any other guest, but Dustin is an awesome guy. He's definitely not, uh, he's definitely not a big timer at all. And I'm glad that he came on with us tonight. And he is such a wonderful guy. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it even brought a tear to my eye, the fact that, uh, uh, you know, he, he's such a wonderful guy. And I, I'm tearing up now, and I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to get all uh, misty-eyed or, uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, but he's, he's an awesome guy, and I can't thank him enough. And uh, his friendship means the world to me, and I'm starting to, uh, I'm starting to become a, uh, I'm starting to get emotional. I don't want to do that. But anyway, so uh, you guys, we got, uh, this was uh, episode number 296 in the series. Uh, and uh, are you guys aware that uh, episode number 300 is going to feature Eric Bischoff? Oh, yeah. All right. And uh, uh, he's going to be on with us the entire show. So it's going to be the uh, Eric Bischoff show. And, uh it's it's just uh you know it's just going to be uh where from where we started out uh to where we are now uh i you know i wish big swing were here uh and i know he'll be uh, uh i know he'll want to be on the 300 episode with Eric Bischoff because he and i launched this thing well not he and i we got we got a few minutes uh it was launched uh by a couple guys in their uh, father's garage talking about how bad uh, uh, Monday Night Raw was, and uh, of course a lot of those guys that have hosted this sh- been on host of the show with us have all moved on. But uh, Big Swing, uh, well, I guess technically you could say he's moved on as well because uh, he's always busy, and I, I, I don't fault anybody for that. But uh, I'm glad that you guys are here with me every week. And we appreciate uh, all our fans here across the country and uh, on uh, 89.1 Kent FM. We we love to share our lives with you every week, and we are going to continue doing that. So uh, with that being said, until next week, join us, love each other, care for each other, and remember, as always, it's not goodbye. It's just good night. Oops, wrong one. Try that again. You think you know me? On the stage, I see clearly.